As November latens into Thanksgiving, I find myself thinking about a whale. In the early 2000s, I was auditing the Department of Housing and Urban Development's Office of Native American Programs in Anchorage, Alaska. Most organizations don't particularly care for auditors, and the Office of Native American Programs in Anchorage was no exception. The director assigned me a tiny desk out of sight in the back corner of the office manager's space. I'll call the office manager Eleanor because that's her name. One day I started a conversation with Eleanor by asking about a newsletter I noticed on her desk. Eleanor said the newsletter was from the small village on the west coast of Alaska where she was born and raised. The lead story in the newsletter was about a village hunting party that had killed a whale. She told me about how the villagers would share the whale and she directed my attention to a grainy photograph of some villagers flensing the carcass. She said they were eating muktuk that night. That word being unfamiliar, I asked Eleanor what muktuk was and she replied, it's the blubber that sticks to the skin of the whale when they cut it off the carcass. I asked her, how's it taste? She said, oh God, it tastes awful. Being a guy who had never once wondered whence his next meal was coming, I asked Eleanor why they ate muktuk if it tasted bad. She looked up at me and said, matter-of-factly, because we can. In the residence inn that night, I thought about how as a kid I would carefully cut off every iota of fat from every piece of meat I put in my mouth. Eat the end of a loaf of bread? Nope, hate the crust. Bruised banana? No, not the brown part, it's all mushy. During my entire childhood, I'd never thought much about supper. I just sat down at the table and there it was. Some kind of meat, unless it was Friday, some kind of potato, some kind of vegetable, and a glass of milk. I'd never given a thought as to what a subsistence existence must be like. If you don't kill something, pick something, or grow something, you don't eat. There were no grocery stores, no restaurants, no food carts, and no DoorDash in Eleanor's village. A hand-to-mouth existence must have been fairly common in biblical Israel, too. The mitzvot, the list of explicit commandments in the Torah, contains 13 laws related to the treatment of the poor and the unfortunate. For example, the Torah requires Jews to leave the unreaped corners of their fields and the imperfect clusters in their orchards for the poor. Even many of those who weren't considered poor by the standard of the day were literally living payday to payday, every day being payday for some. The Torah requires employers to pay their laborers before the sun goes down because the laborers need the money they earned that day to buy food for their families to eat that night. If a man didn't thresh grain, pick fruit, or tend livestock, his family didn't eat. There were no payday lenders, no credit cards, no company stores, and no post-dated checks in ancient Israel. For Thanksgiving dinner, our extended family in Leeds, South Dakota got together for turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes and gravy, sweet potatoes, corn, homemade dinner rolls, and mincemeat and pumpkin pie. I remember saying grace before the turkey was carved, but I can never remember actually feeling grateful for that turkey and all those fixings, unlike the people in Eleanor's village who were so grateful for the muktuk and the rest of that whale. We can become so accustomed to our rituals that they become perfunctory practices bereft of meaning. We can become so accustomed to having our daily bread that we no longer feel grateful for it. 
Starting this Thanksgiving, let's not race through grace when we thank the ultimate founder of our feast. Rather, let's relax, slow down a bit, and really talk to God when we ask him for his blessing and thank him for his bounty. A happy and blessed Thanksgiving to everyone.